everybody how are we all doing today yes 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 so I am Amakia Zala by name and I'm a business lawyer also an author and definitely definitely a serial entrepreneur I am also a negotiation specialist and um, I am the owner of my lawyer Sabi that is a boutique law firm situated in Nigeria where I am um, run a platform for small businesses and not just small businesses also entrepreneurs um, entertainers writers companies inventors i just help them get the maximum topmost legal protection for their business so this is going to be my very first podcast and, and i am so happy to be with you today right and today we're going to be talking about the types of estate planning that you can actually use for your small business you don't really just need estate planning for your family or your life you also need estate planning for your business however i just have to state this most nigerians as we know of do not have an estate plan and they don't really care but it is very very important to get one so let's break down what actually an estate plan is so let's put it this way you have a business and god forbid you die yes we are all going to die i know is a dicey dicey um topic but that is the simple truth we are all going to die someday are you going to let a stranger or somebody dictate what would happen to a business that you've been toiling and building for years and it has gotten to uh, it has gotten a lot of um you know knowledge it has gotten a lot of publicity what would you do to make sure that you plan for that business so that is basically what estate planning is planning for your business when you are no longer there when you cannot make or have an opinion over your business what happens this is what estate plan does for you it protects and protects your interest when you are no longer there um there are so many aspects of estate planning when it comes to businesses but for businesses situated in nigeria and africa as a whole these three ones are the easiest and simplest to put in place to make sure that you're fully protected number one we are going to be talking about buy and sell agreement there's a particular agreement or a contract called buy and sell agreement when you establish this agreement for a business uh, the owner can use it whenever upon debt or if the owner is incapacitated so it helps the owner decide the price that he could sell that business if he's not there again if he wants to sell his business upon his death with a buy and sell agreement he can do that so upon his, his death automatically it begins to run so from that buy and sell agreement he can put it in writing that okay this is how much and who i want to sell my business to and if you have some enemies you wouldn't want to come into your business you can state out their name in a buy and sell agreement stating that you don't want this person in your business if you want your hers if you want your family to um, gain from your business you can also add it to this buy and sell agreement that is one number two you have sole proprietorship 
if you are a registered business with the corporate affairs commissions and you registered your business with under a business name entity or even if you're not registered and you're running your business all by yourself you are a sole proprietor which means you are your business which means if debtors come tomorrow that you're owing them and they take you to court the court will go to your personal assets and take from there to pay your debtors you are not separate you are you are conjoined with your business so just understand that so you definitely definitely need estate planning it is very very important for your business and why is this important it can help you delegate and prepare a successor for your business come on you've been toiling you've been working hard you've been marketing you've been going out to meet potential customers you've been pushing and god forbid something happens tomorrow i think you should be able to say your piece and how what is the key success to a sole proprietorship when it comes to estate planning number one is your communication and number two is documentation you must communicate with family members or at least a friend that you trust on the clear path that you want if you are not here tomorrow to handle your business documentation you need to put it down in an agreement stating that this is the way you want this business to be run when you are no longer there these are the people i want to gain from this business finally a family run business there are some business models whereby it's run by a family it could be extended families it could be a nuclear family it could be just between a husband and a wife whatever the case you need to have a proper proper documentation you need to have a clear communication as to how you want such business to continue to run if you are not there how do you want your assets to be divided who do you want to get what say for instance you have three children and two are really really interested in taking over your business right they show a lot of interest but the third one doesn't show any interest upon your death would the two get vesting rights over the business and maybe the third one could get shares from the proceeds of the business these are the things you must put into consideration and documentation if you want to protect something that you have been building i hope you've learned one or two crucial things from our lesson and our topic and our lecture today please feel free to tag at least 50 <laughs> persons or any any amount that you can one or two persons that is enough who can benefit from this information and i hope that you join me for another educative section until then i am still your lawyer wasabi amaker azala i'm signing out bye Hello everyone. You're listening to episode 2 of the Business Law Podcast and I'm your host today, Amakezala. I'm a business lawyer, a serial entrepreneur, and author of a very good book called Intellectual Property 
book for founders and startups, and I am a negotiation specialist. I've worked with numerous businesses for over six years to protect the legal aspect of their businesses while they focus on making money. So on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about copyrights. How do you monetize and grow your copyright? Let's get down to it. Now, let me start with this. You do not need to register your copyright, but you do need to protect it. Now, keep listening and I'll get to make you understand why. Let's get to know first and foremost what a copyright is. A copyright is a legal right that gives the creator of an original work the full exclusive right to use it, to use the work that they have created and to distribute it. This right is limited for some time though, is not an eternal or continuous right, is limited for some time but for a quite long time, okay? So as a creator of an original work, you own the copyright to it and can transfer your right to a third party. Once you transfer that your right to a third party, it makes the third party the owner of the copyright. Now let's talk about the types of works that are copyrightable. What types of works are copyrightable? Because it's not every work that you can copyright. Literary works, that means things of um, like books, things like novels, things of literature, those things can be copyrighted. Musical works can be copyrighted. Artistic works, cinematography works, sound recordings, broadcasts, online and recording of coaches, webinars. These are things that can come under copyright protection. Now, however, before a work can be copyrightable, it must one, be original, and two, be expressible. I mean, I think we should understand what we mean by original. That means you didn't steal somebody's work and call it yours. You didn't plagiarize somebody's work and call it yours. I think we all understand that, right? What it means to be original. Now let's come, let's talk about expression. What do we mean by for a work to be copyrightable, it must be able to be expressed. What we mean by here is that it must be in a tangible form. An idea cannot be copyrighted. An idea in your head cannot be copyrighted. It has to be expressed. It could be in writing. It could be in painting. It could be a recording. It could be, uh, yes, something in writing, something tangible. It must be expressed in a form for it to be copyrightable. So an idea off of your head is not copyrightable. Now, as I stated earlier, you do not need to register your copyright. Why? Because a copyright is an automatic right. The minute you create an original work, you have the creator's owner's right to it. However, it is still important to register it for these two reasons. One, once you register your copyright, it becomes evidence to prove that the work belongs to you so tomorrow maybe someone comes along and infringes on your rights and takes your copyrights your copyright works and maybe sells them 
If you did not copyright that work, you cannot prove that it is yours. But once you register it in your name, because generally a search will be run to validate and to prove that you own the work and that you are the original owner of that work. Once a copyright search is done and it validates that you are the original owner of this work, you're given a, cert- a copyright certificate. Now it's an evidence to prove that you own the original rights to that work. Two, you can sue with such evidence. Now, without registering your copyright, you do not have any rights under the law to sue. But once you register your copyright, you can sue. You have the teeth to sue a copyright infringer. Okay? So, that is why it is important to register your copyrights. Now, with your copyright, you can stop people from selling or renting your work, from plagiarizing your work, from putting your work on the internet, from copying or distributing your work. So it's important to register your copyright, though it's not mandated. Whether you register it or not, you own it. Okay? Now, the 